Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Dustin Diodato that first appeared on the podcast in April of 2011, and it's called Bone Crusher. When I was a kid, I took bowling very seriously, incredibly seriously. See, my parents got divorced uh, when I was very little, and my mom needed something to do with me on Tuesday, so she put me in a bowling league. And I was immediately super psyched about it. And my parents were very supportive. They got me all the bowling accoutrements. I was set. Uh, they took me to get my own bowling ball, and I knew exactly the one I wanted. It was clear with a skull inside. Because uh, it turns out that they don't sell that at every bowling alley. Uh, so I got the blue one with sparkles. I was like, okay, well, I can customize it, though, because you put your name on the bowling ball. So when the guy asked me what name I wanted, I said, Bone Crusher. Uh, and my mom was like, yeah, nobody really knows you as Bone Crusher. Uh, being as I was seven. Uh, uh, plus, you pay by the letter. So uh, we compromised and went with Dustin. Uh, I had the, uh, the bowling glove. Uh, I didn't know what it did then, and I don't know what it does now. But I had it, so it made me better. And I had the bowling shoes for way too long. Because uh, I got them in the end of second grade, and I had them to like fourth grade. Uh, and if you know anything about little kids and their feet... They grow a lot, uh, and it hurt. But there's some sense of pride that comes from that moment when the guy behind the counter says, hey, what size shoes do you want? And you could just turn and say, I got it. <laughs> Come on, now. Uh, so I had all that, uh, and at the end of second grade, I discovered you could have a bowling birthday party. I was like, yes, combines three things that I love. Birthday parties for me, <laughs> presents, and crushing my friends at, at some sort of activity. And I could, because I was good at bowling, and they were awful. Uh, I bowled like a 115, which for adults is bad, but for seven-year-olds, pretty damn good. Uh, second grade, bowling party. Third grade, bowling party. Fourth grade was going to be the best one yet, because in fourth grade, they invented rock and roll bowling. Uh, they may have invented it prior, but I discovered it in fourth grade. Uh, 
And basically what it was, was bowling, but with rock music. <laughs> so it was going to be good. Uh, and a bowling party is basically three games of bowling, awful pizza, and really good french fries. Uh, and then presents. Uh, so today was the day for my fourth grade bowling party. So I guess I was about 10. And at the time, my mother and I lived with my grandparents. And we were all going to go to the party together that started at 3 o'clock. But my mother and her boyfriend said, hey, you know what, why don't we leave a little bit early and we'll get to the party. And I was like, great, I'm all on board with that because that means more bowling. By the time everybody else gets there, I'm in a groove and I win by more. <laughs> so we get in the car and I immediately realize we are not heading towards the bowling alley. And I only knew where like three places on the planet were, which is basically my, my school, my dad's house, in the bowling alley, and we were not going to any of them. So I start to get a little like nervous, and eventually my mom pulls over and gets out of the car and leaves me with her boyfriend, John. And John was kind of a nice guy, but moody, and he was one of those people that called everybody champ, uh, or bud. So like, even if he's being nice, he's kind of being a douche. Uh, you know, so there we were in the car, and any time we had gone on these like rides to nowhere, I'd always ask my mom, hey, what are we doing? Where are we going? And her response was always, well, I'm putting down money for a gift for John, and eventually I'll pay off enough, and then I'll give him that gift. But today, John was in the car. So it couldn't be for him. And it was my birthday. Ergo. <laughs> bowling ball with a skull inside for me. <laughs> Pretty excited about it. Uh, until I look at my watch, uh, which I just bought uh, for $12 of my own money at the Greater Westchester County Fair. Um, and it was a transformer. It just came off as a little robot in its arms. Um, and I realized that my watch said that it was a quarter to three, meaning the party was going to start in 15 minutes. And I started freaking out. So I started bugging John. And I was like, John, hey, you know, what's going on? And he's like, champ, don't worry about it. We'll be there in no time. I wait a couple more minutes. She's not coming back. I start bugging him. And he's like, buddy, it'll be okay. All of a sudden, now there's 10 minutes to go. She's still not back. I'm freaking out. I'm yelling at him. Uh, I look at my watch, and it's 3 o'clock. The party has started. And I no longer have any patience. Uh, so I'm like, John, what is the deal? What is going on? Why are we not at my party? And he whips around, and he says, look, you want to know what's going on? Your mom's buying drugs, all right? When she goes on these little rides, she buys drugs. She does drugs, and I do drugs. We do drugs. You happy now? Now you know. And uh, I was stunned, as you would expect. Uh, I wasn't mad or sad as much as I was confused, because all I knew about drugs was that bad people did them. And my mom did them. So my mom couldn't be bad because good is a defining characteristic of mom. So I knew everything was different, but I, I couldn't make it make sense. So eventually she got back in the car, and at that point it was about 3.15, uh, and I didn't say a word. 
I just sat there as we drove back until at one point I just said, hey, what am I supposed to tell everybody? She said, I don't know. Tell them whatever. And I was like, no, what am I supposed to tell everybody? We're way to my birthday party. I'm the birthday boy. They're going to notice. She said, I don't care. And that's when I got mad because she had done this. This was her fault. And she was taking no responsibility. When we got there, we had already missed the first two games of bowling. And everybody ran up to me. and I basically said we got stuck in traffic, uh, which was total crap because we lived 10 minutes away and coming from the exact same direction as everybody else. Um, but 10-year-olds are stupid and they don't know. So it totally worked. Uh, I bowled the third game of bowling. And don't worry, I won. Uh, bowled an 85, which was below my average, but enough to beat those kids. And we did the pizza thing. We did the... The French fry thing. Uh, and I was like, okay, maybe we could salvage this thing. Maybe we'll break even. I'll still get the bowling ball with the skull inside. It'll work itself out. Uh, so I open up all the gifts, and I get to the one for my mom. And it's a boom box. Uh, I never really asked for one. Uh, I never really wanted one, per se. But I guess it was kind of a cool gift. Uh, you know, music. I was whatever uh and eventually i kind of grew to like it because i had the freedom of playing whatever music i wanted uh, three months later i came home going out with my grandparents and my mom had stolen all the tvs from the house all my grandmother's jewelry all the money i had for an allowance and the boom box and then disappeared for nine months uh, when she came back she never apologized or said anything or uh, never went to rehab the only time that I saw her be apologetic in any way uh, or feel any sense of anything uh, was last year uh, when I went to her and I told her that I had been diagnosed uh, with something called retinitis pigmentosa which uh, is a genetic disease that will eventually leave me blunt and I could see it occur to her that nine months of drinking and smoking and doing heroin while she was pregnant may have actually had a consequence on somebody other than her. My doctor told me that in actuality there was no connection and it probably didn't do anything, but I've never told her that. And I'm not going to. And on a side note, a little while back I bowled a 185. <laughs> so I think with a little bit of practice I may be able to get back in the form that's all for this week's classic risk singles episode now don't miss out on our regular full length episodes there's a brand new one every Tuesday and everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com <laughs>